You are listening to Restart Hope with Pastor Joel Sicker. In the battle, no one gets a vacation. And, and this is battle time. This is battle time. If it wasn't battle time, God wouldn't be giving me words like this for every single weekend. You cannot afford to take a weekend off and say, I'm just going to go chill out. I'm going to kick my shoes off. In fact, the Bible says, put on the shoes of the gospel of peace and take your stand. Well, we're not taking a stand. We're taking a nap instead. Do you hear the sound of oppression when you say, what's the point? What's the point? What's the point? I'm not a pastor that wants to preach about giving, but this is something I've been, I've been getting ready. God wanted me to challenge the church. God told you to give and you said, what's the point? Hey, God told you to give. You said, what's the point? God said, go. You said, what's the point? God said, speak. And you said, what's the point? That is a sound of oppression. And you wonder why the word of God that says, the same power that raised Jesus from the dead resides in me doesn't come to fruition because you're living under oppression, my friend. Yes. And you've revoked the privileges of being a child of God. When God tells you to do something, you don't do it because you say, what's the point? When God tells you to, to obey, you say, no, it doesn't make sense. My friends will laugh at me. That's the sound of oppression. Are you hearing it? Yeah. Job is in this place. And I thank God for a faithful young man like Elihu who says, Job, that's the sound of oppression. Job chapter 35 verse 3. He says, then you ask, what advantage have I? How am I better off than if I had sinned? He's saying, Job, you're saying, what's in it for me? You're asking, what's the use of living a righteous life? He's saying, Job, you don't understand the sound of oppression that you're speaking from. He says, Job, you've lost your fight. Job, you don't recognize the sound of oppression that you're giving into. I said this last week. Job is suffering not because of his sin, but watch out for suffering that will cause you to sin. You might be suffering because of somebody else's stupidity. But watch out that somebody else's stupidity is causing you to sin and causing you to live under oppression. Do you hear the sound of oppression? The times when you feel like your rights have been revoked, when your privileges have been taken away and God is not going to give it. God wants you to recognize the oppression in your lives and for you to get your faith back, for you to get your fight back, yes. and for you to lean into the privileges of being a believer that's being restored into relationship again. So if you're recognizing areas in your life right now of oppression, I hope you are. I really hope you are. As I've been getting ready for this message, uh, one of my biggest struggles has been trying to identify who this message is for because I see a lot of familiar faces every single week over here. Identify who, and God said, it's not your business. You just preach it, it's not your business. But as I've been leaning in, I know that there are many people who walked away from God. Sure, you've been in church. You know your Christian words. You know your verses really well. But you walked away from God. And your attitude has been, what's the point? What's the point of living righteously? What's the point of following God? What's the point of being a believer? What's the point of being a part of a church? What's the point of, of, of being in fellowship with other believers? What's the point of getting up and praying every single day? That, my friend, is a sound of oppression. And God is not an oppressor. And if you are familiar with the sound of oppression, I want you to get your fight back. Yes. I want you to get your fight back. I want you to get your fight back. And for you to get your fight back, you have to respond to the conditions for redemption. That's how we get our fight back. Your fight back is not saying, you know what? I'm going to call my friends. I'm going to start listening to worship music. I'm going to start doing this. I'm going to start doing that. Number one, before you do anything, you've got to respond to the conditions for redemption. If we're going to go from oppression to redemption, you need to know that there are conditions that you need to keep in mind as you claim redemption and begin this new journey of privileged living. 
You cannot fight with pride. You cannot fight because you're Mr. Tough Guy. You cannot fight because you're an amazing business guy. You cannot fight because you have a crowdfund. You cannot fight because you're Mr. Strongman. You're beautiful. You are good looking. You've got experience. You cannot fight this fight of oppression in your head, this fight of oppression of what's the point with all of these things that the world can give you. Job chapter 35 verse 9, he says, because of the multitude of oppression, we're talking about oppression, because the multitude of oppression, people cry out. Look at this. Because of oppression, they cry out. Nothing wrong with that. When you feel hopeless, when you feel like your privileges have been revoked, you cry out. But look at this. They call for help because of the arm of the mighty. Don't get me wrong. Don't misunderstand this. They call out for help, but they're not calling out to God. They're calling because they feel like God has turned his back on them. They're calling out because they're like, man, I do not know what else to do. I understand that, that, that I'm here on this earth. I understand that I'm created, but it feels like God has turned his back because of oppression, because of the multitude of oppression, because of vast and great and majestic oppression. People cry out. You're crying out and they call for help because God has turned his back on you but look at verse 10 but none says where is God my maker they're not crying out to God they're crying out to everybody else to save them from God who's turned their back on them but God is not the oppressor the enemy is where is God my maker who gives song in the night they're not saying God show up and help me worship you bring back my song my, my, my dance in the wilderness Bring back my tamarind when I'm drying with no water because you've thrown a tree in it, old sermon. Anyways, where's God my maker? Who gives song in the night? They don't do that. Number one, if you are wanting to move from your oppression to redemption, you have to call to God. I'm telling you, this message is going to be short. It's going to be very simple. It's going to be very profound if you're able to apply it. You want to move from your oppression, from your slavery, from Pharaoh cracking the whip on your back? and you're crying out to God and you feel like God has turned his back on you and now you're at the place of saying what's the point and you want to find freedom number one my friend my brother my sister you have to call out to God I cannot call out to God for you you have to call out to God you have to call it's you coming to Jesus you have to say God help me you have to call out to God not saying I recognize my oppression I hear the sound of oppression so I'm going to call my buddy hey don't call the pastor it's going to go to voicemail call God <laughs> Because I have my own oppressions that I need to talk to God about. Don't send me emails. I mean, send me emails, but don't wait for a response right away because it will take me time, so, some time. You know, I have five kids. Okay? That's my excuse. It's crazy. But you have to call to God. You have to call to God. This morning when we close, I'm going to call you up front to get a cup and wait for him. We're going to remember the sacrifice of Jesus. And that's going to be you calling on to God. You need to call on to him. Your mother can't call on to him. Your grandma can't call on to God for you. We can intercede for you, but you, if you want to find redemption, you have to call to God. You have to say, God, help me. You have to turn to God and say, God, why have you turned your back on me? God, save me from this. It says in Jeremiah chapter 33, verse 3, call to me and I will answer you. That's a promise. Call to me, I will answer you. Your pastor won't pick up the phone. I will pick up the phone. Call to me and I'll answer you. Call to me, I'll answer you. And sometimes calling out to God is hard because of all the noise. Sometimes it takes me about an hour before I can actually get to prayer. Because I start praying and I start thinking about, what did that person say? I wonder why he said that. God smite that sucker. Oh, that's not calling out to God. Okay, fine. And it's like it takes, it takes me about an hour. It's like, okay, finally, God, you and me. Finally, you and me. Okay, here we go. How many times, husbands, you take your wives on, you know, for dinner or something like that, and it takes you a while to actually get to talking because of all the noise of the day. 
you're like this and that and that and this and if you're talking to a person that you can see how much longer is it going to take for you to actually be able to have holy communion with God and oftentimes we don't have the discipline of waiting on the Lord and that's why you're weak because the Bible says those that wait on the Lord they will renew their strength and you wonder why you fall so quickly because you've stopped waiting on the Lord you say rub a dub dub thank you for the grub amen and chomp 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 and there you go you know call to me and I will answer you and then he says I will tell you great and hidden things that you have not known the God telling you great and hidden things is not you reading a book it's not you listening to a podcast it's you on your face in the presence of God yes. call to me and I will tell you I will tell you because Joel Olstein cannot write about your life because Johnny Mac doesn't know about you. But God says, I know you. You, call, you talk to me, man. You call me. And I will tell you exactly what's going on. I'm orchestrated. I know every single day that's in your life. You call to me. Call to me. And I will take you from your oppression. And I'll bring you into redemption. And I'll show you the celebration of the privilege that you have in living your life with me. Call to me and I will answer you. This morning, I really hope that you will respond to the invitation to call onto God. And that he will show you great and wonderful things that you have never heard of before in your life. Call to me and I will answer you and I will, I will show you, I will show you great and hidden things that you've not known. Psalm chapter 50 verse 15 says, call to me in the day of trouble and I will deliver you. I don't know who needs to be delivered this morning from oppression. I don't know who needs the chains to be broken. And maybe at one point you're like, man, that was great. I got some freedom and God's like, why did you stop there? Right. I, I took you out of Egypt, but you stopped at the Red Sea. And you're freaking out. Oh my gosh, Egypt's army is coming after me. Moses, why did you bring here? And God's like, I want to take you from glory to glory, from deliverance to deliverance. And I wonder who needs deliverance this morning from oppression. God brought you, and now you're comfortable being here, and you've gone back to oppression and saying, what's the point? That's what the Israelites did. What's the point? Egypt was better. We had garlics, we had onions, we had meat. We sat by the river Nile and we ate food. And now we're in the wilderness, and all we have is stupid manna. Oppression, oppression, oppression. And if you want to respond to oppression, you have to turn to redemption. And the first thing you got to do is you got to call out to God. Isaiah chapter 55 verse 6 says, Seek the Lord while he may be found. Call on him while he is near. Seek the Lord while he may be found. Call on him while he is near. That's why this morning I said, God, you're so good for giving us another day to repent. Yes. Yes. <sighs> another day. You have a day. You have another day. People are dying around the world. People are dying around our city. But you, God has saved you. God has given you life another day and he says call to me while I can be found call to me while you still have a chance and I will respond to you I will respond to you call to me and I will respond to you call on me while he's yet to be found Job chapter 35 verse 11 it says he teaches us more than the beasts of the earth and makes us wiser than the birds of the heaven you don't have to walk around in absolute foolishness you don't have to walk around saying I don't know I have no idea what's going on call on to the Lord Talk to him and he will show you exactly what's happening in your life. Number two, sub-point in responding to the condition for redemption. So number one is call out to God. Number two, you have to call out in humility, man. You have to come in humility. A problem in our modern day world, we lack humility. We do not know what humility is. From a young age, we're taught to be arrogant, to be rude. We're taught you respect the people who you need a favor from and everybody else, you treat them like crap. And so when God looks like an oppressor to you, you don't treat him with the respect that he deserves. But God says, if you want a breakthrough in your oppression, if you want redemption, you call out to me, but you better call out to me in humility. Job chapter 35 verse 12 says, there they cry out. So in the oppression, in the multitude of oppressions, they cry out, but God does not answer. Why? Because of the pride 
of evil men. In our church, oftentimes, we think that we're equal to God. We think that, hey, the same power that raised Jesus from the dead resides in me, so I'm equal to God. No, you're not. He is God, you're not. He is sinless, you are sinful. He is holy, you are not. The only thing going for you good is he takes all that he is and puts it on you. And that should create in you a sense of humility that will cause you to bow down at the weight of his goodness. Instead, we want to stick our chest up at how good we are and we put God on trial and say, how dare you do this to me? We lack no humility and no wonder you're still living in oppression. Am I talking to anyone this morning? Because the pride of evil men, God does not hear the cry, nor does the Almighty regard it. James writes about this in James chapter 4, verse 3. And when you ask, you do not receive. Why? Because you ask with wrong motives, that you may squander it on your pleasures. God, use me. God, anoint me. God, empower me. And God's like, not going to happen, bro. You see that little issue of pride? No. That needs to go. I've told this to our leadership team this, this week. I said, when we call out potential, without first calling out humility, we're only calling out pride, and pride would lead to death. Leaders, learn this. Parents, learn this. You want to call out potential in your children? Do not call it potential until you first called out humility in them. Because if you're only calling out potential, they're going to walk in pride that, that they are all that in a bag of chips. And you're only going to lead them to the destruction and the path of death. You ask, but you don't get anything because you're asking to squander it on your pleasures. You adulterous generation, you adulterers. Do you not know that friendship with the world is hostility towards God? Therefore, whoever chooses to be a friend of the world renders himself as an enemy of God. This is what James is writing. He says, when you're in oppression, what's the first thing that you do? Call your friend? Call your buddy? Call your pastor? Call your wife? Go to your bottle of booze? Go to your joint? Go down and do whatever you have to do? Or do you get on your knees and call out to God? And then you don't move until he's spoken to you. You don't move until he says, I want you to call and talk to this person. Don't move until he says, I want you to go buy that. Don't move until he says, you need to quit this job and go get that job. Don't move until he tells you what to do. You are friends with the world if you don't go to God first. You might go to the church, but you're still friends with the world if you don't go to God first. You might go to a fantastic book that's written by a fantastic Christian, but if you don't go to God first, and God says, hey, I have wisdom from this author in this book, read it and apply it, you're a friend of the world call out in humility. That's all the time we have for today, but we would like to hear from you. Our address is P.O. Box 2014 Eagle, Idaho 83616. You can also listen to this message and more on the Living Church Boise app, available in your app store. 